0: Uh, This one's going to be a bit controversial, I think Now, I'm not trying to be cheeky, so to speak I know some podcasts, some YouTube videos They tend to say things along these lines They they try and get a rise out of people I I don't want to do that So I hope my words are found during this episode because the following topic uh, is a bit dicey so to speak so i want you to kind of forget what you've heard about stuff in the past related to this and just keep an open mind uh, as i as i delve into this as as best i can because it's a very large topic and it's something that i have given a lot of thought to but even after all of that i i don't have all the answers And I am always open to people's suggestions. I know my audience isn't all that large right now, but if you'd like to reach out, if you'd like to share your thoughts, I have a way of communicating with me through uh, the website powerfullycalm.com. That's uh, powerfullycalm.com. Just go to the contact form and it will come to me. So the subject is The idea of group mentality. So it's just a a new version of finding your people. So if you can identify with a certain thing and you find others who identify the same way, then you found your group. And on the surface, this sounds like a nice thing. I mean, who doesn't want to be part of a group? Who doesn't want to have friends who understand them? in that regard however when you have too many of these groups it creates separation so each of the groups each of the ideas each of their beliefs they tend to make this shell so to speak where others can't really get in and especially if it's a um, what's the word is marginalized i believe uh, group where others are constantly attacking it which again that's just the other side of the closed spectrum and i'm not for that at all if it's that type of group it just makes them the shell even harder it makes them come close and tighter together and in in on the inside of the shell in this chamber it's it seems fine everything's okay but if you try and go on the outside, it seems like everybody's after you everybody's trying to attack you and eventually you're afraid to do that and you're also afraid to give up your beliefs so if somebody questions it let's just say they're not attacking say somebody who is uh kind-hearted uh and they think that something you are doing might be hurt like a family member who loves you think you might be hurting yourself with these these beliefs and these thought process and they they give we'll call it constructive criticism you're not going to be willing to receive it and you might also attack in return because you have sealed this ideology you have sealed these beliefs in your mind and anything that goes against it is wrong and needs to be shot down or you just don't want to listen you're not going to keep an open mind to things I'm not saying I'm perfect in any means at all. I've fallen into these myself over my entire life. I'm not a, I'm not a young man anymore. I've, I've had experiences and I've had these mentalities where I've believed something so wholeheartedly that I've attacked others for believing differently. And it's, it's not the right way to do it. It's okay to say your opinion. It's okay to share if you disagree with something. But there really is no need to attack. Uh, something I'll get into a bit more as we go on. So when I was younger, people weren't as tight as they were today. And I think one of the reasons why is you don't have the social medias uh, causing these types of misunderstandings. Because there's no emotion in a post. You can say something that in your mind sounded wonderful and sounded caring, but the person on the other end is not going to feel it. Because you're not giving that emotion at the same time. Like the way I'm you know, verbally talking to you right now, I can show emotion in the things I'm talking about. But if somebody took a transcript of what I was saying, it would come off incorrectly. And this happens all the time. A lot of people don't want to admit it because it's just so easy. And for many, it's fun to use these social medias. So we've gotten into this sense where you can just immediately assume you know someone even though you've never met them. You've never seen them. You probably never even heard their voice. There's a good chance of that as well. And you immediately assume that they're a bad person. Now I am pushing aside all of the other factors that come into the uh, the trolls, air quote trolls of social media, the... uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I fall in belief in this. I, I'm, I'm a techie person. In my last life, I used to be a, uh, a tech support guy, a network administrator. So I do understand some of the inner workings of what goes on out there. And I do believe that many of the over-the-top comments that are... It, it could be somebody who's just really stuck on their beliefs, but it also could be fake. And I do wholeheartedly believe that there are other political groups out there Uh, maybe from different countries who do interfere with social media because it's just the most easy thing to do ever. It really is. I don't know their reasoning. To be honest, I don't really care because if you kind of approach it in the way I'm about to say, it's not going to bother you anyway. So the person could come in and say the most, you know, racist and terrible crap and you'll just be like, okay, that's either a bot or that's just a person who's lost their way. And I feel bad for them, but you just leave it at that. And that's how it was when I was a kid, before all this stuff was being thrown at us and crazy amounts of information and crazy amounts of emotion. When I was a kid, it's like if somebody was just not nice, you basically just said, oh, that's how that person was. Oh, that's how the, you know, John Smith down the road. It's just what he believes. You know, stay away from that guy. That's your choice you can you can hit block on the social medias you can not walk down the same path you just stay away because if that's who they are and who they are is drawing you into a world of drama and pain the best thing to do is just stay away and that's how i've always run my life so but I, i'm not i'm not attacking personality in general don't think that at all don't think that i want the entire world to have the exact same personality and that everybody acts the same way and believes the same stuff that is not cool in fact that is extremely boring because if we're here for anything in this strange reality is we're here to experience it and there's one thing that i've learned over everything else is that creativity artistry beauty these are the best parts of life i really wish there was more importance placed on creativity i mean we do have a lot of importance on the greatest authors the greatest directors the greatest actors and actresses you know we enjoy their work but there's so much more out there that is just being pushed along the wayside because they don't uh, fit a certain belief they don't fit a certain look and it's just not right I mean, we should be open to all of that stuff. There should be more money put into the arts, more money put into creative endeavors. But again, that's just my personal belief. Take it as you would. Again, this is all about keeping an open mind. But I think that having a certain type of personality, even if it's, you know, quotes, a bad one, where you think terrible things that don't fit how people believe or how people run their life today or how you might... Other people think differently and that's okay because when I see the certain types of personalities online that some people might hate and deep down I might hate them as well. Not that I okay sorry I hate's a strong word I'm just going against everything I'm saying. I might dislike how they act. I don't agree with it but again I kind of appreciate it being there and the main reason is before anybody freaks out is because it's just another aspect of life and if you see the most extreme version of that thing that you dislike it's going to make the thing that you like so much more sweeter so much more better because if anything you know they're kind of spouting off whatever they believe you can realize that oh wait a minute you know i can i can either i i can look deeper into what i love or who knows? Maybe maybe they're spouting off things that aren't so hateful. Maybe they're spouting off things that you might sway you over into that a little bit. And that's totally fine. But again, you just keep the open mind. Because you can jump into things. You can experience things. That's what life is all about. But you don't have to sink right into it. And definitely don't shut yourself down. Because it's okay to have beliefs. But it's not okay to identify with them. I'd say I believe that wholeheartedly. You might disagree, but this is where ideology comes into play. You know, back in the day, it was uh, anybody who was overly religious—they uh, called them uh, zealots, I believe the word is—and they, they even to be able to use violence to prove their point. Um, it's just—it's just unfathomable. It's—it's it's just terrible, and that's because they identified with something, they believed it wholeheartedly, and in their mind, it was correct. And they had to save people even if it meant using violence. Or save their way of life even if it meant using violence. So if you get too far down that rabbit hole and you've sealed your mind shut on one specific thing, that's when the problems start to occur. So the basic thing is, is just be open to change. I mean, just in the sense of making life much more fun in the sense that knowing there's a reason why different people believe different things. And I've said it before. I mean, you you just ought to understand that no matter what a person does in life or how a person acts in life or how much anger that person has towards somebody else or a group of people, you need to know. That if you were raised in that person's situation, with that person's family, in that person's place on this planet, there's a very good chance that you would have been them. Doesn't matter who it is. It, it could be the worst person in the world. I'm not going to mention names. I just, just note that if you had exactly their life, you could have been them. Just kind of, you know, stew on that thought for a moment. It's a very powerful thought and it will help you understand others, even the extreme others, in knowing that, okay, it's all right. I accept that that's who they are. I accept that that's what they believe and that's how they're going to live their life. I accept all of that, but I can choose how to live mine. I don't need to change them. I don't need to go after them and try and make them believe what I believe. I can just allow them to be, and just you know, keep your open mind. You, if you if you find their stuff interesting, or what's what's the term that the kids use these days? Uh, hate watching, right? You watch something that you don't like because I have no idea why, because I never would. But as some people they do that. I, I I can see some of the the terrible shows. Uh, what just got released recently? Um, Harry and Meghan. I don't know if you guys know that on Netflix. There's this show that features uh, Harry, um, the royal family, the royal family, uh, and and his wife Meghan Markle, who's an actress, an American actress. And people don't seem to like them very much. I, I don't think they like uh, Meghan that much. But the show got released on Netflix, and the reviews are just like terrible like i've never seen this low reviews before i think rotten tomatoes the audience score was like 10 percent or something <laughs> so very low and i was like okay that show is going to totally fail and then i look a oh, top streaming show harry and megan <laughs> i'm like what's going on i don't get it i don't get how some shows that just people don't like and the reviews are saying the worst possible things on both sides, not just the critics, but the audience as well. And yet they still watch it. And I think that's what they call a hate watching. Now, in, in one sense, I think hate watching might be a good thing because it kind of tells me that the people who don't like that are keeping an open mind and they're trying to give it a chance. They might not like it in the end, but then I see the, the comments and I see the reviews and I realize, no, 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 I think they just want to watch it in the sense that they want to feel that anger towards it as they're watching it and then comment on about it afterwards and then watch the videos of other people commenting on uh this and that and what they think the the mental issue is there and all all of that stuff which i would just put up to the the rumor mill and and gossip and all of that stuff so but in the end, I mean, you can watch it and I would watch it uh, personally, I, I, I don't want to waste my time with it because I know I won't enjoy it, but I would watch it if I thought maybe there would be something I can learn from it. Maybe there's something that would give me some value, if not just the sense that I can step into their lives for a moment and see what is the main reason why they do the things they do and act the way that they do. You know, I can get an idea for that. If I was a reviewer or a critic or something, I'd have to watch it just so I can get the information and then give my hopefully uh, constructive opinion about it and not get too angry or crazy. Anyway, I got a quote for you here. Uh, A fellow named John Lynch, he said, we will not agree on every issue, but let us respect those differences and respect one another. Let us recognize that we do not serve an ideology or a political party. We serve the people. Uh, It's an interesting quote, and it's very straightforward, very simple, kind of some of the stuff that I've already talked about. And I'm not going to go too far down the road of religious belief or political belief, because really when it comes down to it, nobody knows for sure. I don't care how much studying you did on your politics, on your religion, when it comes down, we are all in the dark. We are all unsure of what reality is and the reason why we're here on this planet. Nobody knows that. It's not not a possible thing for us humans to know. It's just there's a block there. And no matter how far we go down that road, there's always going to be blocks that are going to stop us. We're never going to get the answer to anything. And I I firmly believe, although I don't really know, I don't think we'll have the answer to this even after we die. I don't know if answers will ever come. I think the only reason that us humans, as the freaks that we are, you know, the only uh, really fully conscious beings in this reality, the only answers we can have is just, uh, you know, you you sit and you enjoy it for what it is. And maybe that is it. Maybe reality is just acceptance. To be able to sit down and say, okay, I'm here to experience the life as it is, and I'm here to accept it. Now, I know there's people out there like uh, the Buddhist monks who set their life to meditation. I'm sure they've had uh, tons of hallucinations and, and messages that have been given over to them. They don't talk much about that stuff, though. They tend to keep it to themselves, or they don't think people are ready for it. I'm not sure the reason is. Also, I think uh, some people who take psychedelic drugs like uh, mushrooms and stuff like that. They might think they have more answers as well because they've hallucinated things. They have seen things. But again, I don't think that's the answer. And even if they have seen it, they can only interpret it the way that their material, these bodies, these, these minds can interpret it. They you know can't go beyond a certain level of spirituality. So I think there is that block there that will probably never get passed I, I i can't say for sure again I just, it is just it falls into that same category that we just don't know i don't know what has to do with the quote that i just read but uh, it's something that i've thought a lot about so when it comes down to it um the the sense i think i think it's kind of political what this john lynch was talking about saying uh, let us recognize we don't serve an ideology or a political party but we serve the people and that's the, probably the interesting spot right there, the people. And in his sense, I think it's it's probably political. Again, I don't know him. I didn't do any research on him. But I'm thinking that it's you know, like uh, the the higher class, the elite class versus the, uh, the, the, the 99% or 99.99% of people on the planet who seem to be under that control. I think that's what he's talking about. I don't see it from that angle though i see it from the angle that uh, you serve each other that the more you can do for each other the more that you can do and i'm not talking about charity here i'm talking about connection the more that you can connect yourself to other people the more rich your life will be and this is coming from an extreme introvert. i am the most extreme ever ask my wife I am the most extreme introvert that ever lived, probably. Well, maybe not that high, but I I can be pretty bad. And I'm, I'm saying that. I, I've done this spiritual journey of mine for the sole fact that I want to have more connection with people. And it's not, it's not easy for me, but I do it anyway. Because I know when I can keep myself calm and not have anxieties and make those connections with folks that I feel the best ever. And that's really what life is all about so i i try and seek that i try and seek comfort in that and coming up to the time of year where connection is a big part of everybody's life you know with christmas and the holidays this is a good time to do that so you can you can do meditations you can try and get your anxieties under control you can picture the scenarios of the parties you're going to go to and the get-togethers and try and put yourself in the most calm mindset. Now, I find helps for me, just as a side note, if you watch like a uh, Buddhist monk, you can look up, uh, he's not, he's not, he's passed, uh, Tet Han, and a guy, he's not, he's still around, uh, Ajahn Brahm, and they're, they're probably two of the most famous, of course, the Dalai Lama, everybody knows him, and just watch them in interviews, watch when when they're doing speeches if you can find videos of them interacting with other people watch those and you can kind of you can try and emulate that cuz there's a real beauty in that calm that they're not trying to think of the next thing to say they're not trying to impress anyone they're just being there they're just being present in the moment and there's a real power with that you know now when it comes to trying to understand the people you disagree with that's probably the most difficult thing of this all facing that opposition with as much understanding and openness as possible is not always easy because we have been raised with certain beliefs i would say they're embedded into your psyche i'm sure there's ways to 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 alleviate that ways to calm that or you know you'll you'll change over the years you might believe things today that you didn't believe 10 20 30 years ago but for the most part you know you have your beliefs and you're not going to be happy if somebody's telling you they're wrong especially somebody who is uh, closed-minded if you come into an interaction with such a person and they're being assertive or aggressive with you you're not going to like that you're going to feel attacked and that's that's 100% fine, and it is one of the hardest things ever if you're actually in the moment of that interaction, especially when it's face to face, and you can see the anger on their face, you can feel the anger coming towards you. That is really one of the most difficult things to deal with, and I don't I don't expect you to be the Dalai Lama when when you're dealing with that situation in the moment. Because you're going to react with emotions because that's how we do it. We are still very much stuck on that primitive level that you're going to fear that danger. You're going to act with anger. You're going to try and flee the situation. I think actually in, in, in both it's probably better to flee than act with anger. Because if you act with anger, it might escalate and then lead to something that you're going to regret later hopefully it does not nothing that gets you in trouble with the law but I'm just saying like it's better just to kind of it, it doesn't sound manly to say this but just excuse yourself and get out of that conversation if it's face to face if it's through an email if it's through social media then that's much easier because that's the type of situation where you'll feel that anger as it's happening, and you'll look at it, and you'll be like, "Oh, oh!" Your first thing is, "Wow, well, I gotta, I gotta respond to them. I gotta tell them that they're wrong, and I'm right." And it is, that's that's going to be your initial reaction to it. But then you can actually have that moment to step back, where you're by yourself, just listen to the quiet, and just let it kind of settle. Let it settle. It could be an hour. It could be two hours. It could be a day. It could be a week before you say anything, if you say anything at all. You could type it out just to yourself and then delete it. That's a technique that they've been talking about for generations. You know, you can do you can do any of that kind of stuff. But let it settle. Because I find everything that I've ever said that I've regretted has always been a quick response to an emotional situation. And it's never worked out for me. So here, I'll give you a technique. This is uh I, I try to do this on every show. I want to give you a technique. That if there's somebody that's giving you trouble, and you want to try and react to them in a more loving and kind way, even if they're not, they could be the most unkind people ever, and you're just you just want to be what's the term the bigger person, if that uh, helps, you just want to or you just want your life to be as simple and calm as possible. That's that's how I try and do things. No matter how bad the situation is, I try not to react with anger. You take that time to back off and just think about it. But this technique works as well. And it's a technique I've talked about before. It's the idea of hugging another person's energy. It sounds weird when I say it, that's for sure. But the reason that you're angry towards them is because you're seeing them as a separate entity. You're seeing them as somebody who is different than myself, somebody that I can't connect with, that they're wrong and I'm right. There's this wall in between the two of you, and you can break that down just by hugging their energy. It's like when you hug a person. I'm sure you've hugged somebody in your life. Just think back to that moment. And if you're not nervous or scared, if it's like your parents or a close loved one, or your spouse and you feel you felt very close to them uh, and even on a spiritual connection which is the best connection of them all and you hug them it's just these this the pheromones get released right and you feel really good in that moment you feel safe you feel happy that's what i'm seeking because every person has their own energy signature and if you think of people who are close to you you, you probably can feel that energy coming off them because when you think of like your father or mother, for example, you can feel who they are. I know it's it's a, it's a more difficult concept to get, but I mean, if you just just picture them physically, uh, that's good as well. So just you know, close your eyes, you picture that person, you try and feel who they are if you don't know what they look like, and then you just feel yourself giving them a hug, merge your energy with them and it's just it's creating a connection there which i believe they'll feel that as well i don't i don't care how remote or disconnected it seems to be i do think they feel that if not in that moment when you're you know mentally hugging them the next time that you interact with them they'll feel it then and and it's so so very powerful if somebody's coming at you with the anger that they've grown up with over the years if they're coming at you like that and you react with complete calm, and if not just calm, but in a, in a way, loving energy. Like somebody's basically telling you they're going to uproot your life, and or they're threatening you, and you react with, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way, but I, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I understand that you feel that way, and I, I accept that that's how you are. And you could even end with, oh, it's just I, I I don't think I need to be around you right now and and put distance between that. But you didn't say, you know, F you effer, you know, um, you know, get away from me or I'll kill you. You know, like you're not reacting in this in the way that they expect you. You're keeping your calm and you're exiting the situation, they're gonna feel that. And I'm gonna tell you, I mean, there there is the saying that people who get angry are not tough are not what's the old uh macho macho people who like react with anger it's just another form of weakness and that if if any type of emotion whether it be anger fear whatever sadness whatever is just different forms of emotions and in some case it's a protective reaction to kind of you know push it away in in in, in a bit of a weak manner but if it doesn't get to you there is nothing more powerful than that keeping your emotions in check because it's just not how it's done and that's what i try and lead towards to with uh being powerfully calm that's where the name comes from is the idea that there is more power and calm than anything else on the planet Uh, One more quote for you here. I got uh, a guy named Jamie uh, Dimon, I believe, D-I-M-O-N, Dimon. You can compromise without violating your principles, but it is nearly impossible to compromise when you turn principles into ideology. That's exactly what I've said throughout, especially at the beginning, is you don't want to go too far down that rabbit hole where you've closed yourself off. You have turned that belief, that association, that group you're in, that is your life and there's nothing else to it. That's your savior and you're never going to change your mind about it. That's when it's become an ideology. When you can still say about it, it's like, yeah, you know, I am this and that's, you know, what? I'm happy to be that. I'm proud to be this and just leave it at that. Instead of saying, you know, I am this, and if anybody tells me any different, I'm going to kill them, that's a different thing, right? You can be proud of who you are, you can be proud of your personality, but be open to that change. Be open to the ideas of others, because this is what life is. It's an experience. And being open to other people's ideas, other people's thoughts, other people's lives, just adds to it. And sometimes you'll look into it and said, oh, that person, I didn't agree with them originally, but now that I've opened myself up to them, I can see. I mean, the way that they're living their life is a really interesting to me. I might not agree with everything they do, but there's certain things that I can take lessons from. There are certain things that are going to improve myself as a person and make me a little bit happier in my life. And then the other ones you look at and you're like, oh, this is just like artistry. The way that they're acting is 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 so interesting to me. I see it as it's kind of creativity. There's a reason why I've been introduced to this in my life, and I'm just going to keep an open mind to it to see what the lesson is in that. And isn't that what life really is when it comes down to it? Anyway, that's it, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's helped you in some way. Uh, my name is Daniel, and I'll talk to you next week.